Wow. Thank God we live in America. Amen? Well, how many have some joy today? Is, is that off center? Should I preach from here or should I move it? I'm just going, what's going through my mind? Should it, are you good if I stay here or should I put it in the center? Is that going to bother somebody? Okay. Is that better? I can look at Vinny's beautiful flowered floral pattern shirt. Vincente Giuseppe Ferragonio. That's his name. And he's got the gold Italian chain to prove it. Do you have a pepper somewhere on that? Do you have an Italian pepper hanging on that? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. And the water. Wait, I need to switch this. I'm sorry. That's, that's much better. Now I've got to turn my notes so I don't have to read upside down. Hey, listen, don't miss. Guys, this is the year to make the men's retreat. Um, we have probably one of the most incredible, incredible men of God in my life, time, that uh, is from the Northwest, Pacific Northwest, Casey Treat. And the word God said to me was that teach men to fight. And you could go, yeah, man, Joey, get up here, man, we'll, we'll move around, we'll hit. No, 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 teach men the fight of faith. And I love what the Apostle Paul said as he makes a statement in Timothy that I've fought the good fight. This is after he did everything God asked him to do. And he said, I kept my heart filled with faith. You know, there's a fight of faith out there. And, and my concern in this hour is that we've played church for years, but some men don't know how to really fight for their family, fight for their wife, fight for their marriage, fight for their finance, fight to be a witness, fight to be part of something in the church bigger than themselves. And you know, Casey has lived and fought some, I've fought some pretty big fights, but this guy's fought some fights that uh, when you hear some of them, it'll encourage your faith. And I promise you, you'll go to another level, never be the same. So if you're a man here today and you say, don't make excuses. Remember, we're in extreme ownership this year. That means we take uh, ownership. And so that means don't tell your wife, I don't know. I don't, I'll, I'll pay for it personally or have the church, whatever. But don't miss the Fight Club Men's Retreat this year. It's going to be phenomenal. Amen? Can I hear from the base section of the men? Amen. Because you're a mighty man of valor, right? Amen. Well, hey, let me start out with this scripture and let's give God praise and thanksgiving. Father, we're grateful for what you're doing in us and through us and at our church. And I thank you. You're turning everything around, Father God. And really, Lord, it's not about a political scene. It's not about, Father God, just a, a nation that's free. It's about you being able to herald your gospel for this last day harvest, because you did say in Revelations, there's going to be one day when you thrust in the sickle and reap the end time harvest, and that'll be the end. So, Father, we believe that we can continue to do the will of God until that day happens so that many would come to the knowledge of Christ and not any should perish, because whoever finds God finds Wow. Look at James. I, I didn't have this in my notes, but I just love it. It came back to my, my thought process while I was just worshiping the Lord. And you would know that the King James is counted all joy when you fall into tests and trials and all sorts, knowing the trying of your faith worketh patience. But I love the way the message puts it. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when test challenges and trials come at you from all sides, knowing that under pressure 
your faith life is forced into the open and shows up its true colors. How many know you have a faith life? How many have a good faith life? How many have a bad faith life? Don't, don't, don't say that because we're faith. We're believing, right? We're believing. So as, as we continue in this series, who told you that? Who, who told you that? And we, we know that we pulled it out of, you know, in the book of Genesis and Genesis 3. Who told you you were naked? Who told you that? And so when we look at Genesis 3, verse 10, it says, this is Adam saying, he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid. First time we ever see fear in the Bible. I was afraid. They were never afraid before they were walking in perfect unity, perfect love, perfect communion with the Creator, Heavenly Father. Never had a, never had a panic attack, right? Never had anxiety, never had worry, stress. Where's the food going to come from? No, no, the Bible says there's gold over there, Adam. It's for you. There's silver over there. There's pearls. There's, there's everything I made for you in the fullness thereof. And I gave you dominion over. But something happened when sin came. In a fallen state, man now has panic attacks. Man now has anxiety. Man now has worry. And fear has entered in and come into the scene. So because I was afraid, because I was naked, I hid myself and then the question that we posed in this series, who told you you were naked? And so I said last week about swimming. <laughs> who told you you couldn't swim? Who told you you were naked? Who told you that thing? And so when I looked at, I thought about this lady that, true story, was arguing with her siblings after their 93-year-old grandmother was sitting in the living room for Christmas, and they were arguing about the ham recipe. The sisters were arguing, like my mother does many times, about the ham recipe, it, it, the Christmas ham. I, I know how many days till Christmas, I'm not sure, but it's getting close every year. You're like, Thanksgiving's coming soon, then Christmas, right? Steeler football starts today, right? Life groups start today, right? You're going to sign up for one. But, but they're arguing about the ham, and the one lady said, only so much pineapple juice, only so much brown sugar. Take that out. Put that in. Put cherries and pineapples all around the ham. You have to put this much brown sugar. And they're arguing about it. And the lady says, you know what? You didn't do it right because just the, the, the ham has to have the butt cut off the ham because mom said it, 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 it opens up both sides of the ham to have great flavor in the ham as it bakes. And the one sister said, you know what? I'm going to the living room to get great grandma. And she said, I'm telling you, she won't cut the end of the ham off because we always learn from you that, that the butt of the ham has to be cut off so that the flavor can go all the way through the ham. And the great grandma looked at him and said, honey, I cut off the butt of the ham because my pan was too small. <laughs> so here's people arguing and fighting about something that wasn't really true that they believed. What's scary is sometimes as Christians, we believe stupid stuff. We believe lies. You know, I, I thought about my position in, in, in the world as a pastor, as a leader, as an apostolic mindset that has planted churches in Russia. 
in different communist places like China. And, and, and I have a different world perspective. Like it concerns me when I look at things because I've traveled for years over to those uh, communist bloc countries like Czech Republic, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, uh, the Ukraine, all those areas up around Poland. And, and, and what I see today is I never realized like I had to use extra faith because when you go to the British pound was always about 150. Today it's 116. It's weird. I always went knowing that you cut your money in half. The German Deutsche Mark was always like almost 160 per dollar. Now it's almost even. The euro today is even. It's weird what's happening in the economics of the world. And the, just, just Google it. Find out. Because that's always a sign. And everybody everywhere would say, give me U.S. dollars. I want hard currency. But everything has come to this weird place. And, and then you would... People would beg you for U.S. dollars in, in that part of the world. And then I would go up on the border of Poland, and I always, every time I visited there, I preached there probably 20, 30 times in my younger years when I got out of Bible school. And in the Bible schools up there in Jesenica and all through Prague and, and, and that beautiful part of the country and Slovak, and, and, and I'd always go up to the Auschwitz bake ovens where, where you would see these eerie situations with barbed wire still there and brushes and fake legs and one side and they would take everything off the people and millions of people were baked in those ovens and it's just a demonic weird feeling that you get as you walk in there and I seen someone write a book about how do you kill 10 million Jews and it said you lie to them and if you study this, you find out, because I would go in there and just study for days when I wasn't preaching, I'd find out what they said and how the Germans lied about this and lied about this. And there's a word in Russia they always used, and they told me in Red Square, if you preach here again, you go to Siberia. I said, no, Russia's free. It was 1992. The wall came down. They said, you think it's free. You still go to Siberia. I said, no, I'm not going to believe that. I'm keep preaching the gospel. But the reality is there's a word they use called propaganda. And that word propaganda is interesting. Because it's a false communication that is used to manipulate ones for an agenda. It's a lie to, that's produced to get people to act from their emotions. Millions died because of public influence of media and radio and things that were posted based on fear and lies. So I just, I just, I just pose something to you today. What do you believe and why do you believe it? Because there's a lot of Christians today that can tell you something, but they can't back it up. And so why did that happen? And if you study it, you'll find out that they started a fake fight at a radio station in Poland. And the, the Germans dressed up as the Polish and they attacked their own radio station. And then they acted like the Germans were coming to defend. That's how that whole thing started. They just made up lies, made up lies. And, and sometimes we look at Facebook, we look at, we look at uh, social media, we look at Instagram, we look at the, uh, the YouTube channel, and somebody sitting in mama's basement can make some fake narrative and make it look so good and make the lighting just perfect and sound so good that your whole doctrine of your faith is based on what you heard some moron say that probably doesn't have a job and he's YouTubing out of his mom's basement to try to get some advertisement money so he can live. But we're believing this stuff. The pan is too small. The ham was too big. 
propaganda, 1 Timothy 4.1, the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressively declares in the latter times some will turn away from the faith. Giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. 2 Timothy 4.3, for the time is coming when they will no longer endure and listen to and respond to, listen to this, healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up their desires saying just what they want to hear. They will close their ears to the truth and believe nothing but fables and myths. Wow. I want to pose something to you because today the Bible teaches us very clearly that the word of God is the truth. It's the uncompromised word of God that heaven and earth will pass, but my word will endure forever. So I choose and you choose to build your life on the truth of God's word, which is infallible. Can I have an amen? Amen. If you don't have that belief system and absolute truth, you're going to be grasping for straws in these last days. So the word tells us in Luke 21, 26, in the Passion Translation, it says, earthquakes will bring panic and disaster. What men see coming to the earth will cause fear of doom to grip their hearts. For they will ever see the powers of the heavenly realm shaken. So what we saw in COVID is anxiety, fear, and depression, and worry, hyperinflated to, in the numbers of millions, suicides 300%, because men's hearts will fail them for fear of what's coming on the earth. But how many know we don't have to have that? Come on, I said we don't have to have that. Because we base what we live on faith in the Son of God. Because I am dead, I'm crucified with Christ. I don't live, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live and you now live, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How many believe that? So when I looked at this, I went, wow. So there's two things operating in the earth today. And I just want to break it down to these two small things. Actually, two huge things. Probably the, 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 the two massive things that you're either living out of one or the other right now. Remember James 1, your faith life is forced into the open and shows up its true colors. It didn't say your car, your lip liner. Your new dress, everybody sees. Everyone sees where you live, what you have, how cool you are. No, 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 that's, that's not on God's radar. The Bible says when the Son of Man comes in the earth, will he find faith? My biggest concern right now is that when the next thing happens, you're not shaken. Your faith isn't shaken. Come on, say amen to that. Your faith life will be forced, and it happened in COVID, like half the church bounced in America. And most of them haven't come back. It's true. I ask pastors all over America. So when we look at this, we go, there's two things that are operating. And I wonder which one is operating in you the strongest. Because the Bible tells us that there's two things that can get into your heart and affect your life. Because you know, according to Romans 10, it says faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. Well, wait, who told you that? Faith comes by, what did you hear? What did you hear? God will supply all your needs. Who said that? <laughs> I think Paul did. <laughs> we got a crazy group of Christians out there want to hurt each other. We got a crazy group of Christians that don't believe God is good. How many believe God is good? How many believe he's good all the time? How many, when I was a little kid, I debated this at 13 years old in a Baptist school. And I pulled it out and I said, wait. And they started telling once saved, always saved. I said, wait a minute. And then I pulled out some scripture. And then I looked over and I said, well, wait a minute. God wishes not that any should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of Christ. God's not willing for any to go to hell, but he loves every human being. I started pulling the scripture apart. Then I said to some guy, he said, yeah, well, it, it might not be God's will to heal you or him, but maybe her or them. Or her. You never know what God's going to do. You know what God's going to do. He said it in his word. He said, by my stripes, you were healed. I bore your sickness and pain. I carry your disease. The chastisement needful to obtain your peace was laid upon him and the stripes that wounded him. You are healed and made whole. There is no question in my mind and in my heart that Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed to the devil for God was with him. He healed the blind. He healed the leper. He healed the sick. But in his own hometown, he could do no mighty work because there wasn't any faith. Now, people, will, people that don't believe God's good will try to dissect that and break it down and say, he said, I didn't get healed or lost my aunt because she didn't have faith. That's not what anybody said. That's you pulling something out and twisting it, making it a lie so you can pad your own conscience. I lost my father. I held his hand. In the last couple hours when he was on this planet, I went away hurt. I went away broken. I went away crying. I went away in turmoil because that man impacted my life. But when I got home, my God ministered to me. And he said, I have not changed. I am the same yesterday today, and forever. And he said, every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father above whom there is no shadow of turning in him. Not even a shadow of turning. If he ever was a healer, he's a healer. If he ever was a good God, he's a good God. If he ever supplied all your needs, he still will. If he ever gives you joy and peace in believing, he still will. He's not a liar. He's a good father. See, the whole New Testament was written so that you could know Abba, Daddy, he wanted to reveal himself to you as a good father. Some of you still have repercussions of your mindset because you haven't had a good father on this earth. But how many know there's always a good father in heaven? So when I look at this, I go, these two things, and I'll just call them simple, a spirit of fear, a spirit of faith. Which one have you been brought up under? A spirit that's quick to believe or a spirit that's quick to doubt? A spirit of fear or a spirit of faith? So when I looked at this, I was thinking about it. The spirit of faith always is a victor. It comes, it lives from a victor mentality. It lives from a God is for me mentality. The victim is who knows what will happen. There's always a problem. The victim is there's always a problem, and I don't know if God can solve it. The victor is there's always a promise, and I'm going to cling to the promise. I'm going to hold on to the word of God. Because it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when I looked at the scripture of Numbers 13, I looked at what Moses did when he got a promise for those Israelites from the 12 tribes that he decreed unto them. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go up. 
What if, what if you had this kind of promise? I want you to go up to Canaan's land. I want you to go test out the fruit. I want you to look at the people that are there. I want you to look at the cities that are there. I want basically what God was telling them, this is my promise to you. I want you to go possess. See, when God tells you to go possess, that means go get it. I gave you a promise. I just want you to go look at it. How many know when you look at things in your life, you make determinations in your heart whether you can possess it or whether you can't? God gives you a promise. You say, that might be good for them, but I've never had enough. I've always lived on the wrong side of the tracks. I've always, and you start making up little self-talk that tells you why the promise doesn't work for you. How many know the word of God works for everybody? It's the incorruptible seed. I don't care what your experience, what your past, what your aunt told you, what somebody told you. You have to live by faith in the Son of God. So when I look at this, I go, the promise or the problem? The promise or the problem? How are you living? See, the spirit of fear always lives problematic mindset. It always lives with victim mindset. The, the victor says, if God is for me, who can be against me? If God is on my side. David said this all the time, man. Many are those that rise up against me. Many are those that say of my soul, there is no help for you in God. But he made songs that said, thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. He had people chasing him to kill him. And he rose up with the spirit of faith when a damnable giant tried to defile the armies of the living God. He said, is there not a cause? And then they said, I'm going to come at that dude. And he said, all heaven is behind me. How many know that's what a spirit of faith does? Wow. The mindset of faith. God says, this is all yours. Go get it. It belongs to you. I want you to go to Canaan's land. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. It drinks of the water of the rain of heaven. You aren't going to have to plow and water it by foot like they did back with those aqueducts. And they'd work all day in the heat of the day to try to get water like in Egypt out to the to, to water the plants. No, he said it's going to drink of the water of the rain of heaven. It's going to have dew come down. You're going to have more than enough. It's a land of abundance. It's a land of joy. It's a land that you go to possess. I made it for you. Go take it. Isn't that the way life is? No, no. And that's not heaven. That's the, by the way, that's not heaven. When, people used to think when we all get to heaven, won't it be great? Yeah, it'll be great. But Canaan's land is on this earth. It's a place that God wants you to possess so your faith can grow in who your father is. So, so basically, they go, God gives them the promise, right? You know the story. They send 12 spies. And they go, go take what's yours. Go see it and come back and bring a report. How many know it's interesting the news media is always bringing you a report? Fake news. You got to have this little fake news thing going on in you. Fake news. What do you hear? What do you hear? What do you hear? What you always hear will change your life. That's why you should be listening to the word all the time. What you hear has the power to change your life. What you continually hear has the power to change your life. That's fake. That's fake. That's fake. And can I tell you, Christians, this church in this last day, we're going to have some discernment. Amen? We aren't going to be the gullible, flaky, goofy Christians that follow every tangent and every prophetic word that was pathetic, and they're running off down the road, and you're like, who told you that? This guy that came in and took up a bunch of offerings out of people and gave words out to people, and it never came to pass. And that doesn't mean we despise prophecy. 
but we use discernment. Does it line up with the will of God? Does it line up with the word of God? This is the promise of God. And he says this, 1329. They told Moses, we came to the land to which you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey. This is its fruit. No, 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 no. Just check this out. There's two full-grown men. I don't know about you, but God says, I've given you this real estate. I've given you this property. And here's some of its fruit. You need Joey and another guy his size to carry it back. Grapes on a pole. One cluster grapes. Now, your wife can put that in the grocery bag, right? But in Canaan's land, these must have looked like volleyball grapes. No, no, read the Bible. Two men needed a pole to carry a cluster of grapes on. That's what the Bible teaches. It doesn't lie. Two guys are carrying a, this is, here, here you go. Check out the fruit. We've never seen, like one grape could feed a whole family. Pastor, you're, you're being evangelistic. No, no, no. The Bible says two men needed to carry a cluster of grapes. Right? This is some of its fruit. This is, this is what it looks like. This, the, and the, these two guys, Joshua and Caleb, they're all jacked up. They're like, this place is bad. It's ours. Here's the fruit. There's milk. There's honey. There's crops everywhere. God has given us this. See, when you're filled with the spirit of faith, you see things differently. It's not your cup's half empty. It's the cup's half full, and soon it's going to be overflowing. See, when your cup's always full, you're not cutting back on your tide because you think economics is bad. You're actually giving more because you live from your cup overflows mentality. You have the mind of Christ, and you depend on God, not your job. People that are dependent on your job, you better watch it, man. You might lose it. You better be careful. God's your source. He says in, in, in verse 28, this is basically what he's saying. This place is awesome. But are, are, are you sitting next to a butthead today? Don't look at him. Look straight ahead. Everyone say buttheads. Come on, say it loud. Buttheads. Have you ever met a butthead? That's a bad thing. I, I was just thinking we could moon somebody if I had another bald head up here. Would you come up? I'm just kidding. Stay there. But, but what's a butthead look like? A butthead always says but. I know God heals but. I know God saves. He'll save my nephew but. We make excuses. I know God will supply my needs but. I know God will take care of my business and I don't have to worry but. I know, I know they said disease is coming back stronger and flu season is coming but. I just need to take, and, and, and we make excuses. And, and the but always leaves the question. Well, God could put your marriage back together, but. And you meditate on the but. And it poses a question in your mind. And then when you just question, that's all the devil needs. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let him not think. The rest of James 1, let him not think he'll receive anything of the Lord. He is driven with the wind and tossed. And Amplified says, he is unsure about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. The butthead is always led by his emotions. True. The butthead can't live by faith. He's always pulled into the soulless realm. And then they cry and whine and moan about how, and then they start spouting off how bad everything is. They trap themselves with their words because they're living 
out of the wrong tree, which is driven by a spirit of fear. They won't say it. They don't see it, but they're driven by a spirit of fear. When you're driven by a spirit of fear, you see everything through negativity. So these 10 spies, I wish it could have been six on six. At least that's a good basketball game, right? There's competition. But two on 10? Man, that's not good. Two believed. Two Joshua and Caleb. Two a spirit of faith. Ten a spirit of fear. Ten of the tribes operated out of we can't, we won't. I know God said this, and this is where a lot of the church is today. I know God said be bold and be strong. But be careful, pastor. You might get in somebody's face. Did you ever read Joshua 1? Moses, my servant, is dead. Now go and arise, Joshua. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will take you in for the inheritance. Be strong and only be very courageous. Be strong and be very... He said it like six times. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous for I will give you inheritance. He said, meditate in my word day and night and then you will have good success. Then after that he said, be bold and courageous. Come on church, say be bold. Come on, fight club men. Say, be bold. Be bold. Say, be courageous. be courageous. That's what the world needs right now, a man of faith. The world needs some Joshuas and Caleb's, not some sissies going to hide out. I'm not the guy propagating Pennsylvania changing so I can have a comfortable life. I don't want to go sit on a couch somewhere and eat Cheetos and watch high-def TV and turn on surround sound. I want to run a mission within a yard from the gate of hell. I want to sweep more souls into the kingdom and I want to have a free nation so I can preach the gospel like I was meant to before Jesus come. It's not about getting back to where we were. It's about the living with a spirit of faith to be bold and courageous. Well, listen what he says here. But the people, here's what buttheads do. Ready? The people are strong. Pastor, I don't know if I'll make, I don't know if I'll get the job. I don't know, you know, there's so many people on the list. Maybe it won't be me. No, I'm God's favorite child. The cities are fortified. They're too big. They're very large. Moreover, we saw giants there. Amalekites, Anakalites, great statures, the parasites, the Jebusites. They start talking about the enemy like they're so bad. You know, even even in basketball, even when you start talking about the other team's statistics, when you start talking about, how many know today's a new season, right? Steelers have a O and O record. New season, fresh start. Now they do go watch video because they don't want to be ignorant of the adversary's devices. But they're not sitting there all day, oh man, that quarterback on that other team, he's so bad. That running back, he's so good. We're just defeated. Can you imagine us doing that? We're done. We're defeated. No, they focus on their strengths. They focus on who they are. We're the Steelers, man. We have a history of winning. We always go to the playoffs, amen? Amen. This year we're going to the Super Bowl. Then they start singing songs and drinking beer. (laughs) Eating pierogies and like, we're going to win. Yeah, people get jacked up today because Steeler football. Yeah, right, Michael? Stand up and show your shirt. He's ready. Wait, 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 wait. What's George cooking today? Yeah, you know what he's cooking. Sit down. (laughs) They have a whole menu a month before. Jamie's telling you how much each player weighs. 
They know the details. But we got to know the scripture like that. They dwell in the south, the Hittite, the Jebusite, the Amorite, in the hill country, the Canaanite. Caleb quieted, says, shut up. Cayetan Spanish. Stop the zeet. Stop it. Don't talk like that. Don't say we can't. Well, pastor, you just one of those name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, confess the mess. Yes. Your words have power. You've been made in his image and likeness. We win. I said, we win. We have Jesus on our side. He's a victorious conqueror. And be of good cheer. For I've overcome this world. I've deprived it of its power to harm you. And I've conquered it for you. Greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. How many believe that? Come on, we're living from the inside now. Your faith life from the inside is being forced into the open and shows its true colors. See, whenever the next thing comes, it's not going to be how much money you have in your account, how cool your car is, how nice your dress is, what school your kids go. That's not what it's about. It's about what's in here. What's in here? He says, Caleb said, you guys be quiet. The people before Moses, he silenced them, said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to conquer it. But the fellow scouts said, the buttheads, these are the ten buttheads. But we're not able to go up against these people of Canaan, for they're stronger than we. Who determined that? They just looked at them, said they're stronger. That's a defeatist mindset. That's a spirit of fear mindset. They brought up the evil report. So they brought up the Israelites, verse 32, an evil report of the land which they had scouted, saying, The land which you have sent us to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants. All the people that we saw there were men of great stature. Too big, too big for us to beat, too big for us to beat, too big for us. How many know that's a lie? Comparison will kill you, by the way. There we saw Nephilim, the giants of the sons of Anak, who come from the giants. We Listen to this lie from the devil. Here's self-talk. Here's the self-talk. Now, you ask, you ask me today, well, who told you that? Sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes it's our inner conscious. What we believe in our heart, we begin to speak with our mouth. Yeah, it might have worked for him, but it won't work for me. Seems like things are going well for him, but not me. I always, thank God we got a bunch of leaders in this church who are going to another level. Amen. I tried to tell my son on the golf hole, he hit a snowman. He hit an eight. He was over on that Grandview thing the other day in a tournament, and he hit an eight. And he said, I'm quitting golf. I said, stop it. (laughs) Golf will make you mad. But I said, you got to put it behind you. And then the father that was with me with his son, he said, the pastor's right. Forget about it. Put it behind you. It's a new hole. It's a fresh day. God is for you. New mercies in the morning. Forget what's behind. Lay hold what's ahead. Right? You got to be mentally strong. You can't be driven by feelings and emotions and the soulless mindset that will drag you down. Listen to what he says here. They saw the Nephilim giants and the sons of Anak who come from the giants. This is such a crazy statement as I wind down today. And they saw themselves, any way you want to read this in any translation, they saw themselves that they were in their own sight as grasshoppers. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. You hear the devil, you'll never swim. You'll never lose the weight. 
You'll never get that position. You'll never. And you need to talk back. You need to talk back when you hear that inner voice say to you, you'll die of this disease because the doctor gave you an evil report. You got to talk back. I prayed for thousands of people all over the world and maybe only 60% of them got healed, but thank God for 60% of them getting healed. Amen. You know what? You got to talk back. You got to talk the word. You got to meditate therein. The word meditate means to mutter or to speak. By his stripes I am healed. I'll live long and do the will of God. I'll finish my course. I'll be old and full of days. Thank you, Lord. I believe. Why? Because there's joy and peace in believing. There's nothing but depression and doubt and unbelief and, 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 and anxiety and a spirit of fear, which you don't have. How many are believers? Listen to what he says. We saw ourselves as grasshoppers in our own sight. See, a butthead will always see himself as small. But a man of faith will always see himself through the finished work of Jesus Christ, able to do what God's word says about him. Wow. A spirit of fear will always produce anxiety, worry, stress, a skeptical, slow of heart mindset. It will be hard to rejoice. See, you can't rejoice as one of the ten. You always say, I can't, I won't, we can't, not enough. You see yourself as not enough. That's what grasshopper mentality is. You have little words speaking to you. Nothing's going to change for you. God doesn't care about you. And when that questioning happens, you become double-minded. You go back and forth. And the Bible says you're unstable and you can't receive from God. Romans 8.15 says, For the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery that puts you into more bondage to fear. How many have that spirit? No, no, no. Come on. You know if you have that spirit. How many have a spirit of adoption? Wow. It's interesting. How many have have been adopted by God through Jesus Christ? So he said, you have that means somebody paid an ultimate price to get you back. Right? And he said he didn't put you back in fear. Wow. Bondage to fear. But you have received a spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship. The bliss of which we cry, Daddy, Abba, Father. Look at 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God will never give you a spirit of fear. Those 10 guys, they picked it up from somewhere else. God will never give you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a well-balanced, sound mind. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. See, you either have a spirit of faith or a spirit of fear. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. If you're always in worry, anxiety, you're eating out of the wrong tree. You're operating out of the wrong spirit. The Bible says about Joshua and Caleb, we have the same spirit of faith. How many believe that? Wait, 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 wait. These guys had to wait 40 years because of 10 unbelievers. 10 people full of doubt and unbelief. They couldn't go into the promise. How many know Grace Life's going into our promise? Grace Life Life Groups are going into our promise because <laughs> I want to be part of a life group. You know why? Because you're either going to be part of a person that's a victim or a victor. And the 100 people I prayed with in that room the other night was probably the best life group meeting we've ever had in the history of our church. And those leaders are all victors, and they all have a spirit of faith. So they're going to help you go to the next level. So don't miss being in life group. Don't make excuses. That's what buttheads do. 
Go sign up for life. Well, but I can, fantasy football is important. No, it isn't. Real football is important enough, but not fantasy. I don't want anything with the name fantasy in it. I want reality. Want some fantasy chicken? Want a fantasy steak and cheese with mushrooms and onions? No, I want the real deal. Right? If you're in fantasy football, I'm sorry. Let's everyone stand that was in fantasy football. We'll pray for you. No, I'm just kidding. We won't. Because Joey'd be the first. <laughs> Don't be a butthead. Amen? Say it out loud. Don't be a butthead. Buttheads question everything. God hasn't given you that spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. A spirit of faith rejoices all the time. Praise without ceasing. And everything gives thanks. It expects, it rejoices, and is glad. Wow. I, lo- I love what it says about we are full of joy and peace in believing. But, but look, at, look at Joshua and Caleb, Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him. Wow. Because he had another spirit with him. Because he had another spirit with him. How many, how many have that other spirit? Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's finish here. I, I can continue maybe next week. Is that all right? Yes. Come on, say amen. amen. You got to get this. I want your faith strong in these days. Amen. I want to be around strong faith people, not sissies, little faiths. I don't want little faith. I want big faith, grande faith. See? Come on. We got a new kid from Spain on my son's soccer team. I'm screaming to him in, in Spanish, and everyone's looking at me. What? The dude's from Spain, man. Brutal, brutal. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, who is that over there? That's your new friend, <laughs> the bald pastor. <laughs> listen, listen. He says right here, now, Romans 15, 13, look. Now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust him. The King James says, may he fill you, the God of all hope, fill you with joy and peace in believing. Do you know there's no anxiety and worry when you're believing? When you're giving thanks, when you're being grateful, you don't worry. I don't care what the situation is. God supplies all your needs. I don't care what the doctor said. God heals your diseases. Psalms 103, download it in your spirit. Forget not all his benefits. Did he lie? No. Who heals all thy diseases, forgives all thy iniquities, restores your life. Hallelujah. Satisfies you in the exact time you are. Gives you the desires of your heart. Wow. Satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle, strong and overcoming. That agrees with my spirit. That's what you're called to eat on. Not the news, CNN, NBC, Fox News. He said, fake news. Get that crap off. Stop looking at, you know, what we do is we try to always find stuff that we agree with, and that's what we watch. How about we just read the word for a season and fast from some of that trash talk and that propaganda and those lies? How about we just see what God wants to do because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And there's joy and peace in believing no matter what's going around around you. I don't want your heart to fail. Amen? Amen. So, so listen to this, 2 Corinthians 4.13. This is a, a whole sermon itself. We having, we having, I love that. What do you have, Michael? 
What do you have, Vinny? What do you have, Frank? This is, the, this is what the Apostle Paul is telling us. We having the same spirit of faith as Abraham, as Isaac, as Jacob, as Joshua, as Caleb. We having the same spirit. How many are saved again? Whoa, 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 whoa. If you're saved, you have Jesus on the inside of you. That means you have the same spirit. That means the spirit is that which conquered the grave. That spirit has resurrection power in me. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm a supernatural human being. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the blessed and not the curse. I'm the healed and not the sick. I'm blessed because God said I'm blessed. You believe that? Yeah. I have the same spirit of faith. Yeah. How come y'all can't amen that? Well, because you might be operating on the spirit of fear and you say, is this true? Is this real? That might be the hype. And you know what? People send you all kind of YouTube videos that disagree with what I'm preaching today. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell you, fill your mind with this. This is just, this doesn't work. But no, no, this is the word of God. Yeah. Read what Paul said in Romans 10. This is the word of faith that we preach. If you don't believe something, you're in big trouble. If you're one of the ten, you can doubt and be a butthead, but, man, you're going nowhere. You're not possessing anything. You're just going to be depressed, full of anxiety, need counseling. No, 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 no. God set you free. Not just the pastor. God set you free. Amen. And if the son set you free, you're free indeed. Yes. But listen to what he says. We having the same spirit of faith, according to as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe. Come on, everyone, shout, speak. You're a speaking spirit. Someone say, speak. speak. You say, you go, you counsel people in their marriage. You're like, you get these guys that are just deadbeats, man. Over the years, the guy said, I told her I loved her once when we got married. And why do I have to tell her again? You're going to be sleeping alone, big brother. Your wife needs to hear you love her. If I change my mind, I'll tell her. That doesn't work, does it, Joe? Does it, Vinny? Tell Aaron you love her. Do it now. Give her a kiss and move a little closer. Why is there a gap right there? Just trying to spread across? I bind strife in your mind. I'm just kidding with you. Listen, you got to tell your spouse. You, they, they're not, the world is waiting for you to manifest. Right? We have the same spirit of faith. We believe. If you believe something, you're going to say something. You know what? Let me close here. There's, that we're, in a, we're in a crazy season right now because we're going toward November 8th. Right? Midterms. Satan? <laughs> right? Satan shows up. He tries to deceive people with like, I'm voting for him. He wants Christians fighting with each other. I just, how about we just vote our values? How about we vote for life? How about we vote for Israel? How about we vote for freedom of religion and religious liberties? And we vote that they can't put some transgender agenda in our baby's school system. Come on, let's vote. We believe, therefore we speak. Oh, shh, you're the church. Shh, don't, shh, shh. You can lose this. You can't. Hey, come on, bring it on. This place was established by the blood of Jesus. You ever read the seed of a nation? William Penn was a Holy Ghost-filled Quaker. This man said this will be a holy experiment in Pennsylvania. 
You should read what that dude wrote. How about the school start reading that book? Find out why we're here. Why they put a liberty bell up there to say freedom and they wrote the word, let there be liberty and jubilee throughout the land. How about they talk about why he said there's no racism here because we want to dwell together with the Indians. What, what about that? That's history. Because a man was filled with the Holy Ghost and broke away from a tyranny. But you know what we'll do? We'll spend $20 million on elections to do what? Lie to you. That guy's bad, Pastor. I've heard. This guy's bad. That girl's bad. This guy's this. That's got that. And if you don't do your homework, you'll just buy lies hook, line, and sinker. And most Christians, honestly, are like that. I'm going to call my friend and say what he recommends. I'm voting for Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob's a loser. Don't vote for Billy Bob. Is there a Billy Bob running? Sorry if I think. <laughs> what do you believe? And why do you believe it? I got, honestly, I'm tired of playing games. I got deep felt conviction in my heart by the Holy Ghost about what God wants to do. And if it takes my head, it will. I could care less. I could care less. It's time we live our faith. It's time we live our conviction. It's time we believe. And if the Bible says there's joy and peace in believing, and that if we have a spirit of faith, we got to say something and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's time for the church to rise. By a spirit of faith. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Let me close here because I got to bounce the Steeler game. Uh, Now I got to take a helicopter to North Campus (laughs) because people are sitting in traffic. And you're leaving the tailgate. I bind that. Ready? Is that motorcycles? I got to go. We'll put a hatch up here on the roof. (laughs) That's your helicopter. I like that. That's a spirit of faith. Listen, maybe it is. Maybe they're coming to take me. (laughs) Ushers and security, go check. (laughs) Listen, but the Bible says in Hebrews 3.12, we'll finish next week, but listen. You you know the wickedest thing to God? Can Can I show you before we bounce? Look. The wickedest thing to God is what that spirit of fear produces, the butthead questioning produces, that you lay in bed at night and you have to have anxiety and fear because you don't trust that God loves you. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, there's no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. Pull that up. There's no fear in love. Dread does not exist because full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear outdoors. It expels every trace of terror. Fear brings with it the thought, who told you that, of punishment. So he who is afraid hasn't reached the full maturity of love. You don't know God's love. God's love was manifest when he gave everything he could, Jesus Christ, for you. So you could have a spirit of faith. You could believe in him and what he said about you. And then when we get to Hebrews 3.12, he says, Therefore, brethren, take care lest there be any of you with a wicked, unbelieving heart. God calls an unbelieving heart. When you hear a word, you should be quick to believe it, especially when it comes from the word. A wicked, unbelieving heart. And people are taught to not believe. Don't trust. Don't trust. Don't. But when you hear the word, you've got to trust. You've got to believe. You've got to have peace. You've got to have joy. 
which refuses to cleave to, trust, and rely in him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. And today as I close in, in Hebrews 4, I love this. He said, all those people heard the same good news you heard of God's deliverance from Egypt. I want to bring you out into a new place. But Hebrews tells us this. He says, they heard the gospel preached and proclaimed as truly as the Israelites of old. When the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. The entire leaning of the personality upon God, absolute trust and confidence in his wisdom, power, and goodness. Those who heard it, neither were they united in the faith of Joshua and Caleb, who heard and did believe. Did believe. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Today, God asks us all a question here. He says, the thing that separates you from eternity from heaven and hell, the thing that separates you from the most beautiful relationship you could ever have with the living God, that he provided a way, not for you to go to work, make money, prosper at this, prosper at that, and leave God on a shelf. But he said, I want to have a relationship with you, and all I need you to do first, I told a young man the other day, praying for salvation, Everything, everything finds its purpose in him. It gets started in him, Jesus Christ. So today, he said, whoever calls, there's again that faith speaking upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever moves toward God, he said, I'll move toward you. Whoever confesses his sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive. Whoever believes in me, he said, will not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved you. And the Bible says, how is that love manifest? 1 John 4, 16 says that you might today come to know and believe and trust and have faith in the love that God has for you because God is love. He loved you so much that he put everything on the line for you. He sent his only son. His son died. His son shed his blood. He went to hell for you. He died on the cross for you. He rose up on the third day for you. We celebrate Easter, his resurrection for you so that you could live in his resurrection power. You could live in his brand new life through Christ. And then he left and he said, I give you the Holy Spirit. And he breathed on that and he bounced out. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, today is my day of favor. Today is my day of salvation. Today I want to know Jesus Christ. I want to put my faith and my trust. I want to mix what I heard today with faith that God already gave you the ability to believe something. And all you have to do is respond to that by saying, in my heart I hear something today different, and I'm going to respond to that. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to make God the center of my universe. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a Christian, a Christ-like human being that would miss hell and make heaven and have the rest of my days on life changed today. That's me. Shoot your hand up right now. Say, that's me. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else, just take your time. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. You can put your hand up. Thank you. Anybody else, just put your hand up. Say, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. You feel this nudging on the inside of you. Today's the day of salvation. It's your day. You can resist God or you can believe.
And the Holy Spirit's just nudging you, saying, sir, today's your day. Thank you. Ma'am, today's your day. Thank you. You say, I today is my day to believe that Jesus Christ, thank you, is my Savior. And you feel that tugging by the Holy Spirit in you. Is there somebody else? I feel like someone else needs to respond to that. Thank you. Just pop your hand up real quick. Say, Pastor, I want to have a no-so experience with Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You online, text right now. Type in that email right below. I'm giving my life to Jesus. God just wants an action. Faith without works is dead. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to make a dangerous decision and declaration for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's all pray together. Let's all pray out loud. You, wherever you are on your smart device, let's pray together. Say, Lord God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God that died for me, shed his blood for me to take away all my sin, <laughs> to redeem me, <laughs> to buy me back, <laughs> to love me like a father, to fill my heart with Jesus. And today I accept him as my Lord and Savior. <laughs> I believe he died. <laughs> I believe he rose again. And today I call him my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm a child of God. I'll never smell the scent of hell. My future is bright, and I'll speak the truth this day forward in Jesus' name. Come on, give a shout if you believe that. Wow. Well, listen, listen, listen. Would you do me a favor? If you're in this place right now, would you, how many, how many will watch what you hear? How many will say, and, and I, I need to slow down because I don't care if I have to. The Lord just said something. There's something so important. And, and, and just, just bow your heads real quick. Someone says, a spirit of fear has been tormenting me. I don't care if it's manifest anxiety, worry. I need pills. I need this. I need that. And I'm not saying go home and throw away your pills. You do what you need to do till God gives you full deliverance. But you're in this place right now and you say, Pastor, I don't know what area it is. It might be in marriage, finances, business, doctor's reports, but today I'm going to be free from a spirit of fear. That's put your hand up right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. Some of you are even fearful about what's coming on the earth. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Man, 